Hey everybody, it's Dan Dan, and we are diving into a big book study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Today we are on page 83, and we're going to start today with the infamous, the amazing, the incredible, the uh, extravagant (laughs) promises that are in our big book. These are things that are said that correlate to the steps, and up to this point, we've thought about these from the standpoint of how do I get something for myself? And then it turned in step seven, and we started to think about, oh, I see how it works. If I work to get these things for other people, I will naturally, without any real thinking about it, I'll get it for myself. And this part of into action is vital. This part of into action is daily living. We're going to transform out of step nine here with the step nine promises and into step 10. 10, 11, and 12 are growth steps. They're maintenance of your current status for sure. The idea is that we grow. And the word or the terminology I like to use is skill and understanding. He uses experience and understanding. And I think what he's saying is that's the phrase for practice. When we practice these principles in all our affairs, when we practice the tools of the steps, the spiritual toolkit, what we're doing is we're building in our experience and understanding of these tools so that we are better able to serve God and our fellow man, not ourselves. We're not doing this to get for us. We're doing it so we're in a position to give to others. For years and years and perhaps decades and jobs and marriages and all these things, we've done things at the expense of other people. And what we want to do now is move our thoughts, move our thoughts and move our actions towards doing things for other people at our own expense. That doesn't mean that it costs us things that we don't want to give up. It's not sacrifice. It's nothing like that. It's investment that we are going to invest in our own lives by treating other people with patience, kindliness, tolerance, and love. It's an investment that we would all want to do. It's the same thing as saying, if I was going to give you 10 or $12 for every dollar you give me over time, We would all do it. And this is that type of an investment. I'm going to live free of guilt and shame. And when I run across things like that, I'm going to be able to do away with them. So we're going to start off with these promises. And I know many, 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 many meetings read these every single meeting. And so we go through them like blah, 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 blah. We are painstaking about blah, 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 blah. I'm going to check my email. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. Oh, look at that on Facebook. That's that's how many of us experience this, right? We just basically numbed out to it. So I'm going to bring something to you that's a little bit different today. So pay attention to this. Page 83 in the promises. What we're going to do is associate it to a step. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, in other words, if we show great care and effort, about this phase of our development, meaning one through nine, right? Great care and effort from one through nine. We will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom from alcohol and a new happiness, a manageable life. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it because we believe that a power greater than ourselves will restore us to sanity. We will comprehend the word serenity means we're going to turn it over to God because we're going to be without stress, serenity, a state without stress. And we will know peace because we've turned our will and our life over to the care of God. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, as we discovered in our fourth step, we will see how our experience can benefit 
others. That's the beauty of it, right? That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear in our fifth step because we're taking account of our nature. We will lose interest in selfish things as we prepare to get rid of these character defects and gain interest in our fellows. And we think about step seven, self-seeking will slip away. In step seven, we turn. We're no longer about ourselves anymore. Our whole attitude, our whole approach, our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Eight, we're going to go back and revisit these things. Fear of people in step nine and of economic insecurity, financial ruin, and all the things of this step, right, will leave us. Wow, step nine, we will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We're going to get into that today, step 10. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves as we pray for the knowledge of his will and the power to carry it out. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. And here's step 12. They will always materialize if, underscore if, circle if, highlight if, four different colors, write it in capital letters, give it a whole page, whatever, if we work for them. Faith without works is dead, he reminds us. Whew. So that's the promises as they relate to the steps. And I don't know if that's something like numerology or just something I'm making up. I don't know. But I, I do like to think of them that way, that we've achieved something that's specific with each step. We can weigh against the promises if we've worked the previous nine steps well enough. And that brings us to step 10, which is continue to take a personal inventory. And when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Woo! <laughs> promptly admitting what I'm wrong is not my strongest trait. I'm not the one rushing in to say, oh, I'm wrong, and I just love myself when I'm wrong. Though there is something fantastically freeing about being wrong. And that is that you can get, well, right, right? Humility is such a strong power. And admitting that I'm wrong allows me to get right. I can change my mind. There's no consequence. Arrogance, grandiosity, that sense of self-importance, self-reference, self-righteousness. Self-appraisal, self-sufficiency, all, all that stuff. It's just a delusion. It's crazy. No one really gives a crap if I'm right or wrong. What matters is that I'm being honest with myself and therefore others. All right, so here's where we're at in the text. It says, this thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously, in other words, we do this with great force. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. What in the world does that mean? Well, when you get to this point in the steps, have you thought about drinking? Did you have a urge to go to the liquor store today? Has that just sort of disappeared out of your life? Have we been talking about not drinking? Have we been talking about spiritual matters? Through the discussion of spiritual matters, you do enter the world of spirit. So it says, our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness, which means practice. Our next function is to practice. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Ooh, here's our watch list. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. Oh, why don't we swear off? We say, man, I can't do that. 
No, no, no. We pray about it. We pray about it. We ask God to remove them. We go back to that tool, that six-step tool. We discuss them with someone immediately, fifth-step tool, and make amends quickly, nine-step tool, if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. We make someone else more important than us. Love and tolerance of others is our code. So you got to ask yourself, how does that match up with like political ideology? How does that match up with how you're treating your coworkers? Are you right all the time? Someone else is lazy. Someone else is an idiot. Someone's an imbecile. Someone's a moron. You know, what is going on out there? Love and tolerance of others is our code, my code, your code. This is how we fulfill the 11th tradition. This is how we fulfill that and make this program attractive. And now we get into something that's really, truly amazing. The first time I heard this, I thought there's no possible way that's true. But in the realm of the spirit, it is true. So if you've done the things necessary to successfully navigate the first nine tools, this is what you may have experienced. And I hope and pray that you have. It says, and we've ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. And what Bill W. meant by that is that we don't fight with anyone or anything. Like we don't resist evil people. And we don't resist other opinions that don't agree with ours. In fact, he's told us in the ninth step to go closer to those people, that our enemies will give us much more benefit in making amends with them or being understanding with them, of approaching them with patience, kindliness, love, and tolerance than the people we care about, that that aren't our enemies. It literally means what it says. Do not fight with anything or anyone, particularly alcohol. How has that ever worked out for you? I swore off, right? We're going to get into that. And we've ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, by the time you get to these 10, 11, 12 steps, sanity or a state of having a healthy mind will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. And if tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. Ouch! We react sanely, and that means with a healthy mind, and normally. And we will find that this has happened, what? Automatically. Automatically happened. I mean, come on, help me with this. How did it automatically happen? We will see that our new attitude towards liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. Who has that to give? Where in the world does that come from? What does it look like? I checked my pockets. Where did it come from? It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. So if you're afraid to go to the party, if you're afraid to go to the work thing that's involved, alcohol, you're afraid to go to an old stomping ground, you're afraid of your old friends, you're going to avoid people, places, and things, then you haven't successfully navigated those first nine tools. Dive back into them. Practice them. Gain in your understanding and experience of them. Pray. Lean onto your higher power. Look at that third step tool. Work on it. Because if you are afraid or tempted, if the world still owns you, if you're still the actor from how it works, then perhaps you're not quite spiritually fit. It's going to go into that for us. We're not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been, we, we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. Placed by what? Who? How? Safe and protected from what? 
We have not even sworn off because that works so well, right? And we've done that a lot of times. Instead, critical line here, the problem has been removed. We are recovered at this point. We are a recovered alcoholic, recovered. We're not in recovery. We are not recovering. We are a recovered alcoholic. It does not exist for us. Think about that. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is how we react so long as we keep in a fit spiritual condition. So he's going to go on to describe exactly how, exactly, precisely what to do. And it's very simple to remain in a fit spiritual condition. So he goes on. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our past achievements, rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle foe, means a quiet enemy. We don't know it's chasing us down, but it is. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve, which is a stay from death of all things, contingent or gathered together with on the maintenance of a spiritual condition. Here's the deal. You ready? This is the goal. This is the goal at this point in the steps. As a good standing member, card-carrying member of Alcoholics Anonymous who tosses around quotes from the big book and works in the 12 and 12 and loves to show off his grapevine, this is what we hope you are actually doing. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all of our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, God's will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It is the proper use of the will. Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from Him, God, who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of His Spirit into us. And that's if. If. Another giant capital if, you know, put in italics, whatever. To some extent, we have become God-conscious or aware of our position in the world, that we are not God, and aware that things are going on around us that we can take advantage of, and aware that when we serve other people, we benefit from it. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action, which takes us right into step 11. Step 11 is thought through prayer and meditation, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. That only is important because if I'm on this world to only serve God, I don't need to ask for anything for myself. It's not about me unless that thing for myself is going to help me specifically serve a need of someone else. That's it. So it's only for the knowledge of his will and the power to carry that out. There's no need for me to pray for biology to change in another person.